0: All right, welcome to a new episode of Cali Claptrap. Today's guest is Jeff Salzman. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: My pleasure, Matt. Good to be here.
0: Awesome. So many of you might know Jeff as the host of Daily Volver. It's a post-progressive look at culture and politics and spotlights integrals, thinkers, and movers. Um, Jeff, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about, obviously, looking at your resume, you've been involved with Integral for several years, and I was hoping you could talk a little bit about how you found Integral or how Integral found you?
1: Yeah, cool. Well, I've always been a seeker, you know, so I grew up in a Christian church. I was a fundamentalist little kid, and then I became a uh, a militant atheist in my teens, and uh, and that took me through my 20s. And I moved to Boulder, Colorado and entered uh, sort of the postmodern liberal kind of progressive milieu here with lots of spiritual teachers and Um, did all that sort of thing. And I've always been interested in all of it. And Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, being in Boulder, you know, I did all sorts of things with the Naropa community and various Hindu teachers and American teachers and mystics and so forth. But I never found my teacher. And like everybody else did, I I was actually in the Masters of Divinity program. Uh, okay. At, at Naropa University at this point as sort of a okay. second second career.
0: Can I pause you there real quick? So you went from being a militant atheist to looking to other branches of spirituality. So spirituality yeah. at some level was still there and yes. still kind of nipping at your heels a bit.
1: Yeah, I think militant atheists are often <laughs> kind of spiritual in their own way. <laughs> I, I think I was. But yeah. actually, what, what bounced me out of that was the book, The Road Less Traveled. I am Scott Peck. And basically Mm -hmm. what it is, is an intellectual argument for the existence of God. Mm. Okay. And I hadn't had many of them and I needed that. And Mm -hmm. at the end of that, as as often happens, you know, I was basically, I was transmitted. I was transformed. Mm -hmm. uh, And I actually had a mystical experience, just very much textbook. I felt one with everything for about two days. Uh, And I woke from a dream of my childhood church with the bell ringing. And Mm. so that, that, that was actually significant. I mean, I I remembered it uh, vividly, but I didn't realize the significance of it until later when it was like, Oh, wait a second. We actually, in our little church, the bell had been closed up and nailed down and was broken. So we Mm -hmm. never heard it ring. Yeah. So here it was ringing. And so that was good. So that got me into, you know, I, I, it, I feel like Carl Jung. It's like, I didn't believe in God. I knew yeah. God. God okay. was there. You know, I was saturated in it.
0: And, and would you mind talking a little bit about the mystical experience? Was that finding after reading Peck's book or was it something different?
1: Yeah, it was the morning after reading stuff, oh, okay.
0: Uh, Peck's
1: okay. book. I, I, I finished it actually beside a creek uh, with mm. my dog. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I closed it up and thought, wow, that was great. You know, and I went home and had dinner, whatever, woke up the next morning in a mystical state. And, mm, nice. and what that is, that's, um, you know, that's when the ego boundaries dissolve. So uh, instead of perceiving the world as a subject in object, so there's me and then there's everything that isn't me and everybody else isn't me. It's like the whole thing becomes kind of me. You know, yeah. I become it we get that with psychedelics. We get that with drugs, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, having a
2: sometimes meditation.
1: meditation, Absolutely. A friend of Mm -hmm. mine said having a baby, will do it to you. You (laughs) They'll definitely
0: uh, kick you out of your old world into a new one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I just remember her talking about bringing her newborn home uh, in the car And uh, somebody was driving and she was holding a baby for the first time Mm -hmm. out of the hospital. And I'll never forget how she put it. She said, I felt like the world was stage lit. Mm. And that's that's how that can feel. You know, traditions have different ways of talking about it, but it's a heightened self, Mm -hmm. a higher, bigger self.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a bit of unification. Um, and following that dream, did that lead you to go and, and seek out these different spiritual guides? Yeah. and? Yes,
1: directions? I was already in Boulder. So, right. you know, so I, of course, started reading the books and I had been involved in the what we would call the orange meme or the modernist secular mm-hmm. strata of development with, uh, you know, Dale Carnegie and Think and Grow Rich and that right. whole genre, too.
2: Yeah.
1: So, uh, so I had that. That's kind of um, you know, sort of secular, positive thinking and mm-hmm. how to win friends and influence people, which is yeah. really a practice in getting out of yourself
2: and mm-hmm.
1: other people. And, you know, again, softening those ego boundaries. Anything we can do to do that is to the good.
0: Yeah. And so. one of the things that I think um, I live in Eugene, Oregon, and I always hear people talk about if they didn't live in Eugene, they would live in Boulder and vice versa. Right. And I know there's something special about this community. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the Boulder community, about maybe what attracts you to it and what do you think makes Boulder special and attracts thinkers like, you know, Wilbur and other integral folks.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just demonstrably true that that, that happens. And it's always been a cultural Uh, point of the arrow I mean we Mm -hmm. had we had student riots back in the 60s before anybody else (laughs) I wasn't here then yeah but but it's true I mean there was that there was I mean actually it's funny it's not funny but going back and seeing those riots in Boulder Colorado in the I think the early 70s mid 70s maybe um, you know, there was a lot of destruction. They took over the president's office. There's things that if it happened now, CNN, they'd, all be, they'd be camped, you know, 100 yards deep here mm-hmm. uh, reporting on it. But that happened. There was a big hippie movement here.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and really, the most significant thing was Chokum Trumpa, who was a mm. hip Tibetan master who had fled Tibet. 15 years old after living his whole life being groomed to be a Rinpoche priest. Uh, He goes to England in the 70s. It's all mod and he gets all hip and he starts (laughs) drinking and, you know, and the whole sex. And so Mm -hmm. he brings that whole thing. And then we have Allen Ginsberg and the whole disembodied poetics. There's a Mm -hmm. whole thing. And then also there's tech and there's a, a, a friend of mine once grew tired of Boulder. And she said, I'm tired of living in a brainwave. She wanted mm. more of a heart wave. And I think there's some I, truth to that. Boulder's kind of a brainy town of seekers, you know? Yeah. that's what I'm
0: assuming it, it still has a heart vibe to it. I know with the recent, wasn't there a recent shooting there? Um, oh yeah. yeah. And I thought that, that emotional outpouring, uh, I remember just sort of being drawn to some, of obviously when that event happens, I think it, you have no, sort of option left but to you know release that yeah it does sound. break yeah. break
1: through the whole sort of brainy stuff Thing, yeah yeah and, and also boulder is in <laughs> this amazing uh natural beauty the flat irons, mm-hmm. right at the edge of the rocky mountains and it is exquisite so there is something to be said for you know, it's like Sedona and 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 um, Eugene and, and mm-hmm. other places where there is is there an actual vortex of uh, geological vibration or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's certainly beautiful it's, to look
0: at. Yeah, definitely yeah. a cultural vortex. I think you know, you've thrown Berkeley sure there sure. That too, yeah, some other places. Yeah. Um, so going back, so you were dabbling in. Um, I see here you got a uh, master's degree in Indo-Tibetan Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was in 2006. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, I think it is yep. accurate. <laughs> Although I was certainly on the slow plan. I was doing. I started that as in the master's of. This is part of my integral story, but I, I yeah. had had a business. I had sold it. I didn't have to work anymore. I was still 40 something years old and I needed something else to do. And yeah. I was always drawn to this. So I decided to get a master's of divinity at Naropa, this mm. amazing little kooky Buddhist college here in Boulder that Trumpa founded and mm. had a whole really beautiful sort of aesthetic about the great Eastern sun, the great rising sun. It has a certain uh, a sense of progress to mm. it, hearten. Mm-hmm. It. And I loved, I loved that. I like that positivity in a way. Yeah. So I, I went there and um, you know, I, I, it's a three-year program. I did t- all but one class of it actually. And <laughs> I, um, and I, I discovered Ken Wilber actually, mm-hmm. I had discovered Ken Wilber before, but mm-hmm. I Ken I discovered that Ken Wilber lived five minutes from me <laughs> and I right. had been a Ken Wilber nut um,
2: Yeah.
1: Pretty much after the Scott Peck thing, I, I discovered, mm-hmm. and, and okay, and I'll just tell that story real quickly. I was in yep. a bookstore in Boulder, and mm-hmm. you know, I think it was the Lighthouse Bookstore, the kind of new agey bookstore, and mm-hmm. I, I don't remember when it was, late '80s maybe, yeah. and I saw a book on the shelf that said "Up from Eden,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that very phrase shifted I felt myself cellularly shift and Mm. so many pieces falling into place of oh okay it's up for me yeah
2: we've
1: evolved we're 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 not fallen Mm -hmm. we haven't been cast out of paradise Mm -hmm. we're growing into a conscious paradise yeah and that indeed was the message of the book um this is Ken Wilber and um so I'm you know reading everything he wrote I uh, 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 bought many books that I shoved down people's throats <laughs> to, no, to no avail. Yeah. You know, you either like it or you don't. You either get it or you don't. And um, and I did. And yeah. um, and so that was happening. And I did the Masters of Divinity was sort of the closest I could get to sort of that territory because there was no integral. I didn't know Ken Wilber. Yeah. I wasn't a groupie. I was a devotee. Right. I don't know what I was. Yeah. But at some point, a friend of mine, when I was telling her about him, it was actually Tammy Simon who runs Sounds True. If oh, you know, cool. That, that mm. business. Yeah. Um, and that's here in Boulder, too. Mm. And she said, I know Ken Wilbur. And it turns out that she had done a program with him. Mm. And she told him about me, and he got in touch with me. And um, I had lunch with him and, and ended up working with him for the next three years. And I really dropped out of the MDiv program. I went back. Without doing any more work, just got the master's in Tibetan Buddhism, which is fine by me, but, but I got into integral and that was at that point that's, that was more what I was looking for because it, um, although Naropa and and so much of what's going on at the cutting edge of culture and spirituality Mm
2: -hmm. is an
1: integration of spirituality and psychology and you know, and that's integral in general. Integral wants to integrate all of human wisdom. Mm-hmm. Sees um, maps of human wisdom that yeah. um, we want to be friendly to all of it, and so that begins the integral quest.
0: Yeah. So going back to something you brought up, and I, I this was one of my questions: Why do you think Integral clicks with some people and doesn't click for for others? Like my my big question is: I mean, obviously, you were grasped by it. I was grasped by it. And it seems like such an easy solution to some of the problems that are going on. And yet it, it never really popped. And I was just wondering if you no. maybe had a take on why do, do you think there's an allergy to it? And what do you think is your opinion on why it clicks for some and doesn't click for others? Okay.
1: Well, uh, for one thing, you know, every stage of development, and that's integral. I mean, it maps out these stages of development. You can slice and mm-hmm. dice in different ways, but, you know, we're moving. In, in, mm-hmm. in, there's a circular quality to it. There's a linear quality to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, integral is growing out of post-modernity. Post-modernity grew out of modernity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Modernity grew out of traditionalism traditionalism grew out of warrior kind of tribal. And Mm -hmm. so all of those part of growing out of one stage is you just get so fucking sick of it. You can't take it another minute. Mm -hmm. And so what happens with people who are in green postmodern at some point is that they got the download, you Mm -hmm. know, about world centrism, about, uh, you know, ecology, about psychology, about All of the things about deconstructing the triumphalist narratives of history, Mm -hmm. um, deconstructing everything, and and, uh, hallelujah, it all needed to be deconstructed. That was quite clear after the first half of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. So that was the rise of that. And so people get adequate to that. And you see that a lot of people now who they're just there's something about the liberal storyline and narrative that is just not enough. Yeah, it's ringing a little tinny,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, they want something else. And that something else is the next stage of development, which yeah. in some ways has and you talk about this, you know, the people have antibodies to integral. Integral has antibodies to green. Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually so there's a just a natural antipathy between the great mass of the uh, cutting edge of culture which is green and integral which wants to say wait a second there are hierarchies Mm
2: -hmm. there
1: are stages of development Mm -hmm. there are things that are green's allergic to because in some sense to to green integral feels like the reintroduction of another triumphalist history narrative yeah and in a sense it is, but it's just it's a, it's a narrative that you say why do some people get integral and some people not? And it, it's like every stage you know it part it's in your central channel. it's in your yeah. chakras it's some sort of aligning I don't know what there's a you know but at some point you're ready to see that this whole system of life, yeah. From 13.8 billion years ago, when something blew out of nothing, this whole thing is alive.
2: Mm-hmm. There's nothing
1: happening here. And we are being lived by it and we are living it. And, you know, we can unfurl our sails. And so you start to see development, which you know, has scandalous implications to green, which is all about everybody's equal and, you know, there's no hierarchies and hierarchies are terrible. And so what Integral is saying is, wait a second, we're we're recognizing a natural hierarchy Mm -hmm. there. It's like acorns, saplings, seedlings, and oak trees. You know, it happens in only that direction and not the other way around. Right. Um, So anyway, it's... um, there is a natural um, until you're ready. Until you want to feel into that and and go with that, it's it's and there's not many who do. I mean, people yeah. who think about this and do analysis about this think that there are maybe in the developed world five percent of the population has an integral sensibility. A lot of people have it without really a name for it they just sort of feel politically homeless they're sort of sympathetic to everybody um yeah you know, they're, they're not they're not as mad as they need to be at the enemies of the left or right
0: right so I know some I'm, I'm thinking of the biblical passage of throwing your pearls before swine and stuff when I when I talk about it <laughs> and and you know it, it automatically puts you in a defensive position oh like you're putting yourself on the top of the spiral and you're yeah. putting me and I know what Wilbur says about you know growth hierarchies and dominator hierarchies that yep. kind of thing. What is your typical response when you go, "Oh, Jeff, you're just putting yourself on top"? And here am I, you know, at orange or amber. What, what is your right. typical?
1: <laughs> yeah, try to try to try to convince a fundamentalist that there are three stages beneath you. <laughs> um, you know, take that. I mean, you do, it, it's hard to take it out into the marketplace. The only thing I can say is. And this is another Ken Wilber line, is that yeah. it, it is an elitism in the sense that, you know, just as you see that there's eight-year-olds and 12-year-olds and 16-year-olds, and it's not that one is, the, you know, a 16-year-old is not one iota more precious than an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does have complexity and capabilities that they gain, and they have things that they've lost. You know, a certain magic, a certain uncomplicated engagement with life that an eight year old has that, you know, you lose yeah. in a certain way. So it's there, there's it's not that being a later stage development, if you will, is mm-hmm. better than higher. You know, you yeah. I mean, could do some things and try to make it as horizontal as possible. But then right. the other answer is, what if it's true? You know, yeah. I mean, it would be coy and and. And irresponsible really.
2: Yeah.
0: Not
1: to uh, you know check well, it out.
0: It, uh, yeah, welcomed in the marketplace, you know, with green and you sort of the anti-heart hierarchies and you know the other maybe levels where oh, so now you're putting me on a lower rung, you know, we obviously know the polarization going on right now and stuff. So is it is it up to integral? You know, I've always sort of wondered too about Ken's first of all, I think reluctance to be sort of in that spotlight and that might have changed over the years, obviously doing integral life and stuff, but is it, is it just for integral to kind of sit on the sidelines and, and feel like, okay, well, I feel like I know a lot of the solutions to the problems going on, but no one's really wanting to hear me. And, and do you just kind of go on for your own personal, you know, how do you continue to grow individually? Um, And I'm not sure if there's a question there or too many questions. (laughs) I'll stop there if you have any response. Yeah, I I,
1: I, I do. I mean, I think that, you know, when I got with Ken in 2003, and we worked uh, for the next four years on the Integral Institute, and we did all these Mm -hmm. seminars and uh, integral psychology and integral therapy and integral business and integral politics and integral Mm -hmm. life practice even. Yeah. And there was a lot of that. And and that was successful. Then I started the Boulder Integral, which was Mm -hmm. a church that we bought here in Boulder, Colorado, and turned into an integral center and had programs that people came from all over the world. We did that for seven years. And uh, Robert McNaughton did his version of it for another seven years. Mm-hmm. And so th- there was that was sort of the development of a core of people that, mm-hmm. uh, that Rolodex continues to exist and expand. And there are people who have been magnetized to it, in various ways, J- Jeremy Johnson, for instance, yeah. you know, and many mm-hmm. others, many others, the meta modern yep, yep. people, the Hanzi people, the mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's lots of different flavors of it. Uh, the uh, there there uh, there's a certain flavor of it just that doesn't want to feel the spirit. I mean, it it doesn't want to go spiritual. It just mm-hmm. it wants to be secular. That's the meta modern. Uh, mm-hmm. They still see development, and they still you know the idea is let's be friendly to all these stages. It's like, you can't make an eight year old be a 16 year old, you know, an eight year old is not a defective 16 year old. It's like Mm -hmm. they get to be here. They get to be who they are. And we see this culturally. I mean, we're seeing it in, you know, horrible technicolor in Afghanistan right now.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, just the,
1: the, there's a stage that sort of tribal, that Holy warrior, if you, mm-hmm. if you have a chart, you could put a chart up to, for people to, you know, you can see these stages of development. There's a warrior culture where you gotta fight. Fighting is what you do. If you don't fight, you're irresponsible. You know that's right. stay, and that's a lot of human history was that yeah. stage. And then there's a civil civilizing effect of that stage. It came online with the axial religions. It comes online with human beings. You know, when they want to join the Boy Scouts or they just want to be good, they want Jesus mm-hmm. to love them, you know, they want to be good boys and good girls. Uh, that's a stage and that's the, the Taliban's in that stage and you can't right. make them be secular. I mean, that you're asking yeah. them to disenchant their world. They're living in a world that is lit up by God, Holy, yeah. the Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. their version of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it also ties back and and to get your other opinion before forgetting this uh, tangent was, it almost seems, you know, I I talked with you before the the recording here a little bit about what drew me to Interval. And for me, it was about seeking other people that identify with Interval and and try to get that sense of community. And what I found in Interval is, it it wasn't all a utopian vision, right? There's even rifts that you have some folks that are, it almost seems, you know, anti-development anti-hierarchical thinking um stage reductionism that kind of stuff and and even in the sense of the community i still find like okay well i guess you know for me too still trying to find my place in it it seems to make sense but i'm even surprised within the community to still find people maybe not really directionalists but still having some riffs and i was wondering obviously you're more in the center of that do you find that or do you think it's pretty harmonized with maybe some outliers. on No, not, not <laughs> harmonized. I mean, yeah. in a
1: way, that's what it was the next stage after the monolithic vision of Ken Wilber. We had, you know, the, mm-hmm. we called it the multiplex, all these websites that we were trying to launch at the same time. And uh, it just didn't work, you yeah. know, outside yep. of theory. You know, it worked in theory. Uh, <laughs> but so what we have is... You know, it's not just, a, it's a movement, it's, it's a movement of history. It's a movement of human consciousness. Mm-hmm. There are people yeah. at this stage of development and life conditions, you know, always sort of the theory is that life conditions is, you know, actually in ancient Greece, there were this moment of life conditions where people shot into modernity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it does, it happens through history. It's, this is a <laughs> frothy thing, this evolution. And cultural it's right. not. We have these stages, but they're not lockstep. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, you know, for right you, now, oh, go on.
0: I was going to say, for you personally, do you just try to put yourself in the best life conditions, and still to foster your own pers- personal growth as far as where you are at in, in your life at the moment?
1: Yeah, I mean, i i I have, um, I've done a lot of practice, and I've, you know, I'm and I'm sixty seven. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to slay any more dragons. I do my podcast and, and yeah. I, and, you know, part of what my I do with my podcast is I tr- just try to point out, you know, they're pointing out destructions in, in, in spiritual practice a lot. Mm-hmm. What I try to point out is how evolution is happening yes. under its own power. I just want to point that out to people. Yeah. You know, and you, do, and you don't have to be, you're yeah. not responsible for making it happen. It's not the, the, the the integral movement or the evolutionary yeah. movement. We don't have to get our act together at all. Right. We just have to see it in, in ourselves and in the world.
0: Yeah. And you do a beautiful job of that. And thank you for the reminders that evolution is messy. And sometimes, yeah. you know, you those different perspectives and it does help for the yeah. listeners traveling to be, to hearing that every now and then it's a welcomed change from some of the news feeds that, that are out there. Um, I did want to ask a little bit more about your, so, um you you're sort of uh maybe bringing up more but identifying with that post-progressive and i was just and you kind of work with steve mcintosh's group who we interviewed on growing down and stuff and i was yeah. if you can maybe summarize best how you define post-progressivism
1: yeah, post-progressivism is kind of the political line of all this. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. not working with the spiritual and we're not working with the psychological and impersonal. It's the political. And it's it's just this recognition that, again, the, the progressive line, the MSNBC line, mm-hmm. if you will, has become inadequate Yeah, you know, for a lot of people. I mean, they're, yeah. they're actually, I want to check in on Fox News, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to believe them either. But yeah. I want to know what they're saying and I actually want to see that there's a piece of the truth, you know. Yeah. To uh and, and so uh that is um, you know, that's 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 what we're trying to do is is you know, point that out and uh and and you know connect with
0: other people who are doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you is post progressive progressivism um equal to integral politics, or do you think it's Something different,
1: yeah. I I would say it is. I mean, what it is is, uh, and this is what we're actually doing. So what you're talking yep. about is it's the Institute for Cultural Evolution. Mm-hmm. It was started a few years ago by Steve McIntosh and some people. Steve McIntosh is another great integral philosopher. He's written several books. His latest one is called Developmental Politics. It's it's mm-hmm. lays out integral politics in I think a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And what it is, and, and this is what the institute is doing right now. Yeah. Is coming up with position papers on the issues of um, our time, mm-hmm. where they're they're looking for what what they call a win 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 solution.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: is a solution that is going to give progressives what they want, the green postmodern liberal meme, what they want, to give secularists, modernists who just basically want to train the run on time, and they really are, they really do rely on the science for the most part, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the traditionalists, the God and country people. And, yeah. you know, the God and country people have a natural antipathy to government. Uh, the liberals have a natural antipathy to corporations. You know, we, we see all of that. You know, we try to be, you know, the idea is, is not this shouldn't be happening. We get the, yeah. we, we need to make everybody get in line with what the truth is. It's like the truth is a moving, frothy spiral of development
2: mm-hmm.
1: and at integral we get friendly with that whole thing and we realize that you know just as an evolution of animals in the field and forests um a lot of it's from war you know mm-hmm. it's it's we fight our way forward we should be fighting actually mm-hmm. this a radical friendliness to the culture war that i talk yeah. about a lot on the daily evolver Mm -hmm. You know, where it's in addition to the fight itself, which is hard enough, we have to have this sense that we shouldn't be doing this. Why are we doing this? It's like we're doing this because we're evolving. We're fighting our way forward. We're also friending our way forward. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that's not often pointed out in these these meta crises and the Jesus Christ, these, you know, scenarios of doom is that there's a there's a re-raveling going on. You know, the, mm-hmm. it's not just unraveling, it's re all the way up and all the way down. So um, that I, I find, I hate the word hopeful because it's not yeah. hopeful. I actually like the word faithful. Yeah. Because it's a recognition that this has been the trajectory of evolution for 13.8 billion years. billion right. years—an Ever unfolding complexity of, you know, at some point we can recognize it as good, true, and beautiful. Yeah. And beautiful, but not pretty. And that's, uh-huh. that's that distinction we were just talking about.
0: Okay. And, and with um, just the final thought on the, the win, win, win. Cause I like that scenario is, is the idea to sort of get these sort of answers to policies and issues with sort of how do you satisfy these three major stages Yes, and just put them all together to go, okay, well, here's how we can win. Yeah. and Just kind of try to slowly push that forward and stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's good. Um, You know, I think, you know, when you talk about getting together and what we're doing as a community or movement and and Mm -hmm. so forth, you know, part of what we're doing is we're thinking, Mm. you know, I mean, I love one of the things Ken Wilber said is that people thought modern thoughts for 300 years before the French Revolution. Yeah. You know, there's something about just, you know, getting in there and sorting it out and. You know, and and making a home for the people who are just natural allies, not allies, but just naturally integral, you know, they're interested in it, it makes sense that for a lot of people, when they, you know, for me, seeing the book Up From Eden, my selves changed, my life changed, you know, I, I was a different person, really, and that's each stage, you know, I was a different person when I accepted Jesus as my savior, I was a mm. different person when I dropped Jesus as my savior. Mm-hmm. I was a different person when I came to Boulder and kissed all these the frogs, you yeah. know. And I'm a different person now. And that's hallelujah. That's yeah. Welcome to human evolution and the evolution of each
0: one of us. Awesome. Well, just to wrap it up with a couple uh, quick questions, um, open ended. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back i know a lot of times people say well there's like a, a destiny to my life to be drawn to where i am now do you feel like there is a destiny to kind of how you ended up where you are right now and all the good yeah. fortune you
2: ended in
1: yeah i do actually oh. you know i mean i i've had this the wonderful uh, circumstance of having met my three big heroes in a way one was Tom Peters who wrote the book in search of excellence back in the day. And this is a big, big business book it was on the New York times, bestseller list for years, big mm-hmm. book about changing your attitude about business. It was a big book in my own success. And I, um, I got to know him as a friend
2: Nice,
1: and, and then I got to know Scott Peck as a friend. Mm. Uh, and I didn't really, you know, it was all sort of professional because I produced seminars. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, worked with them but became friends with them. Right. And then the same with Ken Wilbur and that I lived in Boulder and I got drawn here. I don't know. You know yeah. I do like and this is part of what you know we talk about the integral project is is mm-hmm. we want to integrate the best of postmodernity, the best of modernity, mm-hmm. best of traditionalism. We also want to um, integrate the best of these pre-traditional stages, which are mm-hmm. mythic and magic. Mm-hmm. And in these stages You know,
0: something that I with Wilbur's philosophy as well that that I kind of keep going back to and thought is this direction of eros, right? And also, how do you how do you embrace that in the moment with all the uncertainty that we have going on in our lives? How do you how do you be a witness to that drive or direction in ourselves, in your in your family, in your neighbor, and you know, what is that like that living religion? And, And so. I, I guess my last question for you is kind of a wrapped up one, but you know, how how do you deal with the uncertainty of the moment, but also find the good, the true and the beautiful in it?
1: Yeah. Well, this is what I was g- g- getting at. It's, it's, you reenchant the world, you know, yeah. you, you get in that mat. you know, indigenous people, tribal people, they live in a magical world. So, mm-hmm. did, so did children. Yeah. You know, and that world, it's there. It's that, that strata didn't go away in humanity or mm-hmm. in each one of us. Mm-hmm. And so what's a re-enchanted world? You know, that, that's a good question. First of all, that's a nice koan. Uh, how yeah. do, what does your life enchanted look like? But just for starters, it's like the hero's journey. You're the hero of your story. Everything that happens to you is dripping with meaning. Every person you meet. Every circumstance yep. of your life, it should be happening. Mm-hmm. It's not that it shouldn't be happening; it should be happening. Right. And that all of these things that you're contracted around and afraid of are to be turned toward, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to reach your hand out. And yeah, you know, they'll either maybe they'll cut your head off, but what a relief! Yeah, you know, so it's just that kind of thing. I think that's for modern people a sort of a you know, it's easy to sort of do it superficially, but superficial is better than nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm all for, you know, hypocrisy is the stage in the path. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you do that. This, this just becomes a practice of, you know, nature, certainly. Uh, yeah. One's relationships. I mean, oh my God, these people, you know, they're driving me crazy, but they're the characters in my story. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I like this
0: reenchantment you talked about we talked about meditation sort of that le- losing that ego boundary so right now with all the psychedelic sort of therapy that's going on it's yep. that's the way think of the world trying to reenchant it it's wonderful yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. so that's integral
1: can do that and uh, that's what i'm trying to do at the daily evolver and i appreciate you having me on
0: Yeah, definitely, Jeff. That's a wonderful conclusion. Thank you so much for being on. Continue your good work, and I I look forward to more of your podcast.
2: Likewise. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Jeff.